This is Coke Finlay from Virus speaking to you on Misery Point Radio from Bonnie, Scotland. back thanks for joining me again on misery point radio i'm sure you're all in quarantine right now stockpiling your ass wipes and rationing your hand sanitizer while preparing for the apocalypse for fuck's sake wash your hands and stop touching your face as if your face wasn't enough to make somebody sick already i know mine is a face for radio for sure and while the topic of viruses is hot on everybody's mind today we're going to talk about a different virus one that will no doubt infect you to the core, one that will leave you thrashing around on the floor like a raped mutant, or like someone who's been raped by mutants, rather. I'm, of course, talking about old-school UK thrash band, Virus. I got a chance to chat with Virus frontman Coke Finlay about all things Virus. He graciously spilled the beans on the upcoming release of their new album, Evolution Apocalypse, which marks their first full-length album in over 30 years. We also chatted about the origin of the band, the controversies surrounding those early shows, some of the epic artists they've played with and been influenced by, their relationship with Combat Records, and his perception of the music scene as it's evolved or devolved over the last three decades, depending on your point of view. To me, it's always interesting to get the insights and perspectives of those that have been in the industry for a long time, especially from those in a different part of the world. It's really cool to see how people and bands change over the years, both personally and professionally. We also took a deep dive down a rabbit hole regarding the rocky relationship between Coke and some of the members of the original lineup. So this is sure to stir up a hornet's nest. Put on your combat gear, slather yourself in sanitizer, and prepare for battle. Because the evolution is, in fact, upon us. Now get ready and check this out. Well, hey, Coke, thanks uh, for joining me today on the show. Welcome. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk with me all the way from Bonnie, Scotland. You're very welcome, Mike. Pleased to be here. Awesome. Well, how's things going over there in the UK right now? Shitty. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's, everybody's buying toilet roll because they, 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 they feel like they've got they're the toilet. And hand sanitizers have run out in shops and all this sort of shit. I know. How ironic is it, incidentally, that we're talking about a virus from a dude in a band called Virus? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're all out there. They've all, they've all, they've all posted up their, their, their little comments. Uh, you know, <laughs> if Coroner and Virus go on, on tour together, will it be like Coroner Virus? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Maybe you could get uh, like anthrax to join you because I remember oh, yeah. I remember years ago here in the States, there was a, a bioterrorist dude that was sending out anthrax in the mail and people were opening it up. And um, then I remember anthrax is like, holy fuck, do we have to change our name? And of course, they're like, nah, we're not going to change our name. You know, I but, think I remember that. I yeah, think I remember that vaguely. It was it was crazy. And I mean, it, it got blown up to the point where, you know, obviously people were freaking out about it. It really only happened like one or two times and it was very isolated incidents with very specific people. But uh, but yeah, but still. And then, you know, here every year we seem to have some kind of a crazy outbreak that the media blows up to, you know, insane proportions. And, you know, not that it's never a big deal, but, you know, you always wonder how prevalent it truly is. So, yeah, it's, it's probably it, it's it, it, a lot of these things are man made. Yeah, and like you know, they're they're actually made in some fucking labo- laboratory that, you know, there's just something's leaked out in, in into the fucking atmosphere. Yeah, and 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 we're all suffering because of it. Yeah, well, you know, you get a lot of people in the world that have a lot of crazy ideas, and you know, from there it just goes to whoever, wherever. You never know. So uh, exactly. Cool. Well, you know, we're going to talk about some cool stuff that's uh, way more interesting than all of this craziness in the world. Uh, We're going to talk about your upcoming album. But first, if you don't mind, I kind of want to dig into Mm -hmm. some of your history, because as I was telling you earlier, I am kind of a kind of a fan of the old school. And there is some crazy stuff in your history as I was as I was kind of reading and doing some homework. So the origin of the band itself, was it formed in Scotland? Was it formed in England? I don't really understand the whole, you know, UK as a whole versus the individual territories. But uh, yeah, give me the lowdown on that. 
Okay, let me try to put you in the picture here. Um, it was formed in 1986 right. by, by two people. Uh, they came from an old punk band called Criminal Damage, okay. which, uh, which had a, a moderate success in, in, in the UK, let's say. Uh, and that was uh, Henry Heston and uh, Tess Kayla. Uh, they brought out a demo called Pray for War, which was mediocre, to say the least. Uh, it was it, it was back in the early eighties, so it came out in nineteen eighty six, and um, it, it eventually became Pray for War, the first album, Virus. But uh, the production was done in in, in, a, in a friend of mine's house, um, uh, Yasmin Hanif, who's like who's actually over in the states now. Is a guy from uh, from Brighton, who's like um, he's a wizard guitar player and incredible guitar player, really good friend of mine. And um, they, he was, he did a lot of the guitar stuff on the first album, especially the solos. Uh, but they, um, they decided not to have him in the band because he wasn't white. Holy so, shit! Yeah, yeah, and he had a, he, and he had a, an afro, and I thought this was absolutely despicable. And they said they wanted um, a, a white guitarist in the band. And, and, and at those times, you know, the, the racial tensions in, in, in the UK were, uh, you know, like pretty sort of like uh, brushed under the carpet because there was none of this political correctness these days. But, you know, you know what it was like in the 80s yourself, you know, the, and people could get away with fucking murder saying things like that. And like, you know, I think the, I think uh, somebody said in an interview, uh, why isn't he in the band? He said, well, you know, because he's not white. And that was really despicable because like the guy is an absolute fucking gem of a guy. And he's, he's, he, he's, he's such a fucking brilliant guitarist and he's a good producer and he's a really good friend of mine. And um, they shot on him, but I don't think he really wanted to be in the band anyway because he was well above that, in 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 my opinion. Right. But so they, I I'd known him for a while because I used to hang about the Hundred Club in London, which was the big punk scene back in back in the early eighties, uh, uh, late seventies. Uh, you know, there was a big punk scene down there. Everybody who was anybody uh, played in in the Hundred Club. And uh, those two guys I mentioned, they they approached me and they heard that I was a guitarist, but I wasn't really very good at that time. I was kind of just sort of starting out, playing a bit of Discharge, playing a bit of GBH, um, Sex Pistols, that sort of stuff, you know, maybe a bit of Clash. Well, Clash was pushing it probably. But um, I wasn't really very good at all, and um, and I knew it. And... Um, <laughs> They, they they said well um, we went back to the to my squat that night because I was squatting in London and um, they liked what they heard I think and um, a few months after that they got in touch with me he says how would you fancy coming down to uh, down the south of England for an audition see what you think if 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 you could learn the the whole demo then that would be cool so I learned the whole demo went down. And then I said, well, I've got my idea of playing solos. Will I, will I just play the solos that the, the, uh, the um, Yaz has already done? No, 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 you can, uh, you can, you can do what you want. So I, I, I basically did what I wanted and cut a long story short, they hired me there and then, and then I moved down into a house uh, that they were all staying in, down in a place called Eastbourne, which is not far from Brighton. So the band was formed in Brighton. Okay. And uh, so you replaced your friend. Yeah, I didn't really know him at that time. You know, um, I I didn't I, I didn't know the guy at all at that time. But I liked what I heard. His solos were really impressionable on me. I kind of liked that. But that's why I really wanted to do his sort of style. But it turned out I didn't. I just did my own thing. Got it. So, uh, and of course, over the years, uh, there's been some some pretty massive lineup changes, pretty much leaving you as the sole... Uh, well, yeah, for that is because um, they, so, they thought the sun shone, shone out of Henry Heston's arse. <laughs> and, and, and to me, the, the only thing that, that came out of his arse was the same thing that came out of his mouth. Which was shit. If you get my... Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and and he decided, he decided that that enough was enough, and they'd leave uh, that the band would uh, 
we finished there and then I, I tried to get the rest of them to to reform again and you know like basically start the band up again and let's let's do this they weren't interested they said there was no virus without Henry Heston which was a lot of shit because he was the worst singer I'd ever heard in, in thrash metal yeah 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 he's a dreadful singer and terrible singer I suppose as a as a benefit to more or less all those guys going away now you also got to do away with the kind of underlying racial overtones that were there and you kind of take yeah. it in a different direction and there was racial overtones, but also there was the, the, we were named in the press as Neanderthal Thrash. Okay. Which I couldn't blame them for, really, because it was pretty basic fucking like balls in your face, thrash against the wall type thing. Discharge was 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 all the thing that these guys were into, and uh, I was into more technical stuff. You know, I was I was listening to stuff like uh, well, they were listening to the same sort of stuff, but they couldn't actually play it. <laughs> There's a difference, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're, you're you can see him you can see him building up a negative picture of these guys. Sure, like in the press, you're referring to. Yeah, it will get bigger as well as as we go on. Yeah, <laughs> I think um, you know when I go back and listen to some of those the early recordings from back in the day, there was definitely. I mean, there's the thrash element to it, but there's definitely a punk vibe, um, you know, and it's, it's yeah, it's it's like fast and it's raw. And I mean, there's there's tons of, you know, chugga, chugga, chugga thrash metal stuff, but the yeah. fast, unmuted power chords. And I'm kind of reminded of like, you know, old school, you know, DRI or suicidal or SOD or, you know, yeah, some of that yeah. stuff I kind of hear coming through, which. But on the amateur yeah. side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on the not making money side, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, uh, as you can well, imagine, there's, there's yeah, not a lot. Of no money in metal, that's for sure. Uh, and in fact, even in no, the music industry as as a whole, I think it's a struggle for people that, you know, kind of keep it going. It's, it's like, man, this is really, people don't really realize how much work it takes just to keep a band together, let alone the logistics of, you know, doing shows and going on tour and recording albums and and scheduling everybody's, you know, stuff so that you can all coordinate. It's it's way harder than it looks. Unless you're the big four. Eh, unless you're the big four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, so early on, you guys, as I was reading, I was laughing, uh, and there's a lot of stuff online, but you guys had a reputation for being really loud, really rowdy, really out of control. And from mm-hmm. what I understand, a lot yeah. of your shows had fights break out, the cops were getting called all the yeah. time. Tell me about that time. Yeah. Um. Uh... It's it, well. I just want to. I just want to make one thing clear. I've tried to lose that stigma <laughs> for, for the sure. last thirty yeah. years, and you know it might be a problem. It might be because like people still hold on to that stigma of the band being uh, a, a, a bunch of uh, rowdy, uh, aggressive uh, guys who just want to fight with their fans. Then it's, it's a different animal these days. Totally different animal. The aggression is left. To well, the and music. you were kids too. It, and we were kids. We were young. We were night. We were naive about the whole fucking thing, basically because like we 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 didn't really know what was coming, and we and we we didn't really sort of rate ourselves really at that time. We didn't really rate ourselves compared to some of the other bands we heard in the UK, who were starting off then and sounded a hell of a lot better than us. But um, yeah, there was like um, I think we got our aggression out on stage and and it, and and you know. If a fan tried to um, grab a guitar or something like that, they ended. They usually ended up them getting a nightstick in the head. <laughs> and from course, you or from somebody else? It, uh, from one of our roadies, but it, it, it would it would end up um, it would end up right at the end of the show that the, the fans would be looking for us around the oh, no. So uh, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they'd storm the bus or something like that. You know, we'd we'd have to fight our way out of the the situation and you know ended up in casualties. Yeah, that's crazy so it wasn't a matter of oh hey look there's a there's a pit going on and people are just kind of moshing and bashing into each other this was legitimate like people were going after each other yeah yeah it was like it was it, it was pretty aggressive pretty violent and you know like uh, a, a lot of people you know like uh kind of tarred us with the brush of the bad boys with thrash metal you know because like um and ended up it was stupid, you know. Like you, you really don't realize it at the time, but it was so stupid. Fighting with the police, they would come. I mean, I remember we were staying in a hotel in Manchester with the Creator, 
and uh, we we were getting a bit rowdy. We smashed the the bar up <laughs> in the hotel, and um, I I ate a couple of goldfish from from, <laughs> from one of the, the fish tanks. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't that was completely fucking splashed out of my head. I was I was completely drunk as a skunk, and um, they called the police on us. And I ended up fighting the Manchester police, which really wasn't a that good idea. Probably didn't either. end well for you. Well, I, I was surprised I didn't get arrested because I thought I was going to get arrested because I was like I was resisting arrest, and uh, you know they 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 basically our manager basically calmed it down, but the police basically said something to them. You know they'll go straight to their beds. You know that sort of thing. Ah, crazy. Well, of course, like you said, that was. That was back in the day. That was just uh, old old, yeah. old kids getting rowdy. And probably at that point, I also would assume that as your reputation for that kind of grew, then it preceded you. And people started probably going to shows expecting that. And hence, just for that expectation alone, things happened. You know, well, Yeah, it was a catalyst, really, because it was a catalyst to the end. Basically, because like a, a lot of promoters wouldn't hire us. They, they 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 just they just wouldn't take us on on shows because uh, they thought their shows were going to end in violence. So uh, they tended not to like uh, book us. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's a killer right there for sure. Well, you guys and it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of stuck with us in a way. I think and I think it's people look into it too yeah, much. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we we have a tendency, and you know, I'll throw myself on that on that fire as well. That sometimes your morbid curiosity gets the best of you and you just really want to hear those, those details, even though it's probably best left in the past. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind talking about it. I mean, like if people, people need to know about it because uh, it was part of our history, you know? So it's well, back in the day also, you guys, you played with a ton of killer bands. Um, You know, some, some of my favorites, I mean, the list goes on, but I'm, I'm reading this and I'm like carcass, uh, napalm death, suicidal tendencies, creator, nuclear assault, um, just bands that yeah. are iconic that are still around, and I think of like the early, yeah. the early grindcore days, you know, like the earache era, especially with like Napalm and Carcass and Brutal yeah. Truth and stuff. Um, so I'm looking yeah. at that, and for mm. for a band such as yours that kind of had uh, a less than glamorous, we'll say, startup, how did you end up getting hooked up with all those bands? Mainly because of Combat Records, because we were on Combat Records in the eighties. We were the only UK band to be on Combat Records. So yeah, you guys, uh, you had a chance to tour with some pretty awesome bands. Um, I think I read more than once yep. that Suicidal kind of popped up a, f- a few different times over the course of your your career back in the day. Yeah, we played them three times now. Uh, I, I I love Suicidal Tennessee's man, and just like and 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 I like the way they progressed as well. You know, like because they came from like hardcore roots, punk roots, and then they became something like you know something that's undistinguishable to punk. And then it's come full circle because the stuff now is like it's like old punk, which is which is pretty cool. Like you know, and, and I come from that era, you know, this early suicidal tendencies, DRI, you know, uh, Black Flag, all the crumbs uh, crumb suckers, you know, uh, uh, circle jerks. Yeah, that's Deglo abortions. <laughs> Man, you're you're throwing me back. I'm uh, I'm feeling nostalgic now. The other thing I liked about Suicidal was that yeah, like you said, they had they had a hardcore sound, they had a punk sound, they had a thrash sound, and you know, as they progressed, they yeah. actually as musicians, they became really really technically proficient. And I remember Rocky yeah. George, uh, the guitarist, oh, is fucking fucking beast. And I remember oh, watching yeah. him play. I oh, saw yeah. them live when I was a kid, and he was so fast and so technical and it looked like he wasn't even trying. I mean, he just, it was so natural (laughs) and the rest of these guys are jumping around and being crazy. And he just stood there super chill, ripped out these fucking Mm -hmm. riffs and solos. And, uh, and you know, they were pretty groundbreaking, you know, back in the day as well for, you know, breaking different kinds of lines and stuff like that. So I've been a huge fan of them, you know, for years to this, totally <laughs> to this day, I still, every time somebody says yep. all I wanted was a Pepsi, I just fucking start laughing yeah. and, you know, half the time people don't even get the reference, <laughs> but yeah, no. yeah. Pepsi no. jokes. If you don't know them, they never will. <laughs> Pepsi jokes abound for sure. So, um, yeah. 
So now officially, you know, fast forward many moons later, who is officially mm. in the lineup with you right now? Okay, well, th- this is this is actually cool because, like, um, the, the, uh, for once, I've got a kind of a, a steady foundation. All the guys and all the guys in the band are actually from my town in Scotland, so uh, I, I've kept it local, and I, I really wanted to keep it local for a reason because uh, I've known a few of these guys for for many years. I've got Stuart Grassi on bass. I've got um, uh, Rob Sanchez on 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 uh, rhythm guitar. And I've just got a new drummer who's an absolute beast of a drummer, um, uh, Liam Hasty, who has come, who spent most of his life in Tel Aviv in Israel, oh, wow. but but he's got a Scottish accent. <laughs> his dad's his dad's Scottish, and his mum's half Palestinian and half Israeli. That's crazy. Can you believe it? That's a that's a crazy fucked up yeah, world. Yeah, that's amazing. I love it. Yeah. And so this this lineup you've got uh, is uh, you feel strong about it? Like this is a solid foundation. Yeah, I, I think so. We we we, we had a, we had a, a session guy for a while, uh, and I, I truly he went on he went on tour with us, and I truly believed that he was going to be staying in the band. But you know, he's in, into his own thing, does his own thing. He's more gente than than the thrash. Yeah, the guy actually recorded the last album with us. Oh, okay. Um, but he said he only wanted to be a session guy and this kind of music wasn't for him, but he did an amazing job and, uh, I, 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 kudos to him for, for, for doing it. Yeah. That's although I always like when, when people from like different styles and different backgrounds, they kind of bring a little bit of extra craziness to the soup. And I, I think it, it helps the bands with, uh, you know, more, more musical diversity. And sometimes you try ideas that you'd never in a million years think that you'd go for. And then all of a sudden it it becomes a part of who you are and it helps the band evolve. So I think that's, um, you know, and then, so you got these new guys and I I meant to ask you earlier, but there was a break in the band for a long time before you, before you uh, reformed. And so what was it that made you want to say, fuck it, let's do this again. Um, well, there was, there was, there was a friend of mine for a while in Scotland. He said, look, man, I'm a massive virus fan. You know, you got to get the, you got to get the band back together again. And I said, you know, it's fucking, it, it was done is done. You know, I don't know if the other guys with the original lineup, will, if they'd want to do it or not. He said, well, fuck it. Just do it yourself, man. And at the time, at the time I, I, I heard a young up and coming band called Gamma Bomb who were uh, coming through the ranks and uh, they were they were big virus fans and they kind of pushed me as well to go back to it, I suppose. The guys from uh, Gamma Bomb, Joe, Joe Graham, he, he asked me to do it. I uh, I said, well, what, fuck, why not? You, you sound a bit like us. Yeah. So, so yeah. external forces uh, giving you the inspiration. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was always there. I mean, I was, I was still playing the guitar. I mean, I was like, I was playing other stuff. I was playing kind of rap core stuff for 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 a while with a with a bit of solo stuff in it. Uh, I suppose you could call it. I, I don't know if you've heard a band from France called um, No One Is Innocent. They, they kind of popped up for a little while. I'm not familiar with them. They're kind of Rage Against the Machine, and I mean, guys were getting at that rap core thing, okay. and, and and listening. I was listening to bands like Downset, you know. Um, biohazard. That oh, type love of stuff. biohazard. Yeah, I was get I was getting into that groove thing, you know, and I thought, well, you know, why not try something along those lines and mix a little bit of the uh, Rage Against Machine element into it as well. Um, I see the work for a little while, but it, I mean, we did we did a we did a little EP, but and it, and it sounded okay. It was a little bit different. I suppose we were listening to a little bit of. Um, System of a Down in there as well, you know, because a few guys in the band in the band at the time were into big, heavily into System of a Down, which has, I suppose influenced our, our, our sound. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. cool. I mean, you you got you you'll always have your old school influences, but you know, as you as you oh, yeah. progress and you just you you learn about new acts, then yeah, it, System of a Down was crazy yeah. popular for for years, you oh, know, and God, so yeah. I, I can only imagine that Massively that. Cool, uh, yeah. And, you know, and what they're like Armenian or something. So they just kind of came from out of nowhere. Yeah. And yeah, that was that was yeah. awesome. So 
and they and they brought the 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 Armenian tint to go with it as well in their music. You know the the the, the kind of like uh, ethnic sound, which appealed to me because it was something different, and I like things that are different. But you know, with thrash, this is what I say: Why fix something that yeah, isn't broken? Yeah, if it broken, don't fix it. You. Yeah, you've got all these subgenres, and okay, you've got the black thrash, you've got death thrash, you've got uh, um, it's, there's too many subgenres, and I, and I and I think it's diluted the sound too much, and it and, and it just takes away from the essence of thrash. Thrash is thrash, always will be, and that's what evolution apocalypse is all about. Back to the old yeah. school of thrash. Well, th- that's a perfect segue, you know. So you're you're getting to ready to release your first full length album in like what yep. thirty years, thirty one years, something like that. 32 years, 32 years. <laughs> so the first full length, I mean, the last recording you did was back in what, uh, 2013 with a new strain of an old disease. Um, so that's yes. it, which by the way, did I, did you mm. do a cover of a proclaimer song? Uh, please don't remind me, but yes. <laughs> so I haven't heard it, but I want to hear it. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, it blows my mind, but I mean, obviously being from Scotland, I'm sure they're popular, but tell me how you take, a, uh, yeah. a, a, from a, a song from a band like that and I don't know thrashify it if that's what ended up happening or was it supposed to be something it just just kind of popped up out of nowhere and said fuck it let's do it um, I just thought turn the thrash up to Mark 4 and then and then um, just watch it run from there you know, basically, it was like uh, I just wanted—I just wanted to do something different with it. You know, it was like we—we—we we, we played it at re- rehearsals and we kind of like jammed it um, at the end of sets um, in, in in the early reincarnation of Iris. And people said, "Oh, why don't you do that song? Why don't you do that song?" We we just jammed it at the end of a set or something, you know. But um, people really wanted to hear it, and I thought, why? Yeah. You know, and and so we we decided to do it because we've. We've 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 done songs like the Monster Mosh and in, in uh, on Force Recon, which uh, people still ask for these days, and um, we've actually got a new one. We're doing like a, another funny track on this album as well, which is called um, uh, "Defective Detective: The Ballad of Inspector Gadget." <laughs> I like the fact that you guys are just having fun with stuff and. I think a lot of times people get so wound up in the the business side of things and the serious side of things that yep. you can kind yep. of forget to just chill the fuck out and have some fun with it. So uh, that's what Thrash was <laughs> that's all about. What it was these. all about. So uh, it was all about getting drunk, taking lots of drugs, <laughs> and fucking a lot of women. <laughs> and uh, well, if you could, if you were that good yeah. looking, um, I never got many. Um, <laughs> I was lucky if I got one one tour, and then we uh, we ended up yeah yeah just having a good time. But then again, it it, it like um, your plane suffered. I think your plane suffered. I know I know like a lot of guys were into the smoke and that. I was never into that sort of thing. I was never really into the drug sort of thing at all when uh, when I was with Virus. I was more interested in getting the music out there and playing fucking tight as as the bollocks. And we really really weren't tight because we we drank too much yeah. so new album coming out combat mm. records again yep. april 18th yep. evolution apocalypse so so give us a scoop after a super long break um when was it decided yep. that you were actually going to do a new album and then how did combat come back into the picture well the 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 album was like it was the, there was a thought process going into that for a long time, but at least the, the, the last five or six years I've been working on it. It was just finding the funding to get it out, and you know, and and we tried the the, the thing you do online. The uh, I don't know what you remember, you know I know you know what I call, you know what you call it the uh, the funding thing crowdfunding right thing. yeah crowdfunding we, we tried that. Yeah, it, it fell on its arse. It was it, we didn't get as much as we thought we'd get, so that fell through. Um, I was still writing stuff, and we were writing stuff. Um, I had new members in, in in Dundee in Scotland, but when I came back to Dundee from London, um, I, I I still had a few tracks that, that that were that were running around in my head, and 
I, I got them down on my phone and said, well, you know, I can work on these. But it was never anything essential that I was, that, that I was going to bring out an album. That all came about because uh, the first two tracks sounded that good. I thought I could do something with them and actually make an album. And I was listening to, like, really old school at the time, I was listening to one of my favourite bands, Violence. Yeah. Um, I, I was, I was, I was listening to them constantly. Uh, you know, I was, I, and a lot of people, you know, they think, well, you know, Eternal Nightmare is their best album. I don't think that is their best album. I, I think uh, Pressing the Masses stands out to me in spades. I don't know pe- people. I know people disagree, but. Um, it was a it was a massive massive step up, I think, when when they brought out oppressing the masses, and it's just an absolutely classic thrash album. It's funny that you mentioned violence. I am literally going mm. to North Carolina next week to see violence and chat with Sean Killian. Yep. So yeah, if you, if you see Sean Killian, tell him where's my fucking t-shirt. I gave him a virus t-shirt, <laughs> and I was supposed. To- I was supposed to get one back in 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 reply, and and his wife was supposed to reply to my email. She didn't reply to any emails I sent, and um, she said, "Oh, send me an email. We'll send you a T-shirt." Uh, Dana, I still haven't received. How long that ago t-shirt. was this? Well, it's probably a good six months. Oh, okay, ago. recently then. I was thinking you were gonna pull something yeah. up from like you know thirty years ago. Where's my fucking shirt? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it That's was. That's awesome. Then, then, then I really would have a book. <laughs> oh yeah. As as of that, I can't. Complain. So yeah, that and you know they're they're one of those bands that you know also from from you know back in that mid eighties, early nineties time frame that just gained insane amounts of popularity and and they're a cult favorite uh, at least here in the states for sure so you were uh you were checking out some some new material you know you've been working on mm-hmm. this album for a while and mm-hmm. you decided hey let's just let's just fucking do an album and then uh you contacted combat or did did they hear about it and say what the fuck are you guys doing well i didn't actually contact combat myself because i didn't think they would be interested to be honest because uh you know, it's now it's now Dave Ellison's uh, baby. You know, it's, it's his company uh, along with uh, the CEO Tom Hazard, who is who is Dave's vocalist in, in the Ellison band. Yeah, yeah, in the Ellison band. And um, I, I honestly didn't think he would uh, he would be interested. But my bass player got in contact with him, um, Stuart Grassi, and Tom is is a virus fan. And you know, and he, he he really was interested to get us back because he's. Been, I mean, Tom's old school, you know, like us. You know, he 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 thrives on the old school stuff. And uh, he said, "Yeah, we'll, we'll 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 sort something out if you if you're interested. We'll 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 get a contract made up." And and that's basically it. He was he was interested straight off the bat. Yeah. So I even got a message from I even got a message from Dave saying, "Welcome back to the family." That- that's cool. fucking cool, man. Yeah. It was, so what's quite what's different about your approach to this album than, say, the ones you recorded, you know, 30-something years ago? Um, I think my, my approach to these to the album is, like, my standard of playing is a lot better. Um, I, I, I pulled some guys in to play on the album. Um, my very good friend, uh, Carlo Redegas, Who's the ex guitarist of uh, Carcass? I saw your post Kindly. where uh, you were recording some solos, and he did a guest solo on there. Oh man, the guy's a beast of a guitar player. He, he's the meister. Old school, you know, neoclassical stuff. You can't go wrong with with, with Carl. He really is, as we say over here, the dog's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. So you got some newer, some kind of newer influences going in. What about your approach to say, you know, lyrical content or you know, song titles? It still seems pretty like you can well, look at that and go, okay, this still feels like virus, right? It doesn't seem like there's any kind of a drastic departure and going off in a completely new direction. It never will do, you know, because like um, we've uh, we, we've always been into this apocalyptic uh, end of the world scenario thing with uh, mu- mutated beings and aliens and uh, y- you know with and, and the war 
you know, you know, we've we've got the war themes all through our songs. So, um, once that's been rooted in my psyche, you know, it it, it stays there forever, and I've I, and I've just I've just played on that ever since, because it's always just it's always been a fascinating subject to me yeah. anyway. Yeah, kind of a kind of a sci-fi take on things, if you will. Well, you know, I love sci-fi and I love horror. And we had a song called "Rape by Mutants," which, which, which is, um, it's a, it's it's a dedication to the the, the film "The Hills Have okay. Eyes," which is a, a really classic film that's still to this day insanely exactly. popular. Exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. So, <laughs> you know, from what I've heard of the new material, I mean, you're you're still holding true to the old school sound, but there's definitely, uh, for the lack of a better word, I mean, there's there's more. I guess polish and technicality to it. Would that be a fair assessment? Uh, some might say that. Some might. Some might disagree with you, depending on how um, how how you take it. Your old schoolers, you know, your old schoolers will definitely say, "Yeah, this is this is a bit this is a bit more technical. They've gone a they've gone a little bit more technical this time. They've, they've gone a bit more groovier. You know, there's quite anthemic uh, uh, passages in there as well." And then you'll get the new schoolers who say, well, you know, it's not like Havoc and it's not like uh, uh, Skeleton Witch. It's not like, uh, I, I don't know, some of the technical bands that are out, um, Vector or, or something like that. You know, it's, 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 not, it's not meant to be uh, technical thrash. It's, it's thrash through my eyes and what, what I've been brought up on. And it's the way I see thrash. If it's technical to people, then that's fine. Then I'm, I'm happy. I'm, uh, but... I never really wanted it to be technical. I wanted it to be musical and I wanted it to be like people appreciate it as thrash and undiluted 100% thrash. Yeah, and that, that it is. And, you know, it's, uh, I was laughing I, I, and I didn't see the whole thing, but apparently somebody mm. posted some shit on your site and you took it down and somebody was causing a bunch of fucking hate and discontent on there. Uh, what was up with that? That's jealousy. Yeah. That's was that another band, Pure. or was that just a some some dude from think, who's a fucking purist from back in the day? No, no, no. This is this is a new schooler, a young whippersnapper, little arsehole <laughs> with, with with an attitude, with, with an attitude because his bands are no hope or going nowhere at any time, anyhow, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you know, it's it's, it's these little uh, what I like to call the internet trolls, who who see fit just to pick up on anything. And it's because um, there's, I think it's with a new little, what I call the baby thrashers in Scotland is, you know, they, they, they have some sort of a, a clique. There's a lot, there's a clique going on here where it's like, they, they all stick together. They all play each other's gigs. You know, I've mm-hmm. never once virus has never once been asked to play any of these gigs in Scotland that all these little baby thrashers put on, you know, we've never once been asked to do it. And because I, I I I said in a post. Somebody said for this. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name sure. names, but uh, sure. but a certain band was going to be playing. Wanted to play on our bill, and I said no chance. And this became an uproar. Well, who are you? Uh, how how who who are you? How big are you? Who who are you to say that about this band who are excellent? They're they're legends in in, in today's thrash. I, and and I I basically said to them do your fucking homework and see who yeah. we are. It's simple. Just do the fucking research. Uh, you don't know who the fuck we are. Come and see us play. Honestly, it's just ignorant. Igno- it's just ignorance. Sheer fucking ignorance. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, uh, did you guys produce this this new material yourself? Did you bring on anybody else to kind of help with that process? Or is this completely... Uh, a Coke project, for lack of a better way to put it. I don't like to say it's a Coke project because it's a, it's 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 a it's a combined effort, you know. It's uh, I wrote I I wrote the stuff, and I'm not I'm not trying to be big headed because um, I, I'd written this stuff even before guys were in members were right. in this. It's band. been a long process, but, so um, it's it, it's been it's been pretty pretty long and quite arduous, and it's taken a lot out of me uh, physically and mentally because I do suffer mental health. Um, like like millions, hundreds of millions of people do. It's but but it, it's a lot harder when you're a musician because you 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 have expectations, and when you don't meet expectations, 
um, it, it comes crashing down on you. And you don't you don't think you're good enough. You don't think you're good enough for this world. I've had a few things where I posted on Facebook. It's time to go by. See you later. This world's not for me. I've 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 done all that shit, you know, and I I I completely resent it because, you know, um, the 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 posts I got back were like phenomenal, you know. Please don't give up, you know, and. and even like strangers give me their phone numbers and saying like fucking get in touch yeah, with me that's awesome you know because it it it, it, it is it is a current issue you know and you, you you you've got to address it but um like you know getting back to it it, it was a project of mine like uh this album uh i had this idea for it ages and ages ago i mean i'm, I'm going back five or six years ago but uh i think it's a combined effort because without these guys, I couldn't have done it. I, I couldn't have done it physically because this album has taken eight and a half months to record. Where'd you record it at? And we recorded it in, in DM studios in Dundee. Um, a, a really good friend of mine who's a really good producer, um, a guy called Harris. He uses a lot of the bands here. And um, he, he, he did he did a great recording of it and then it went to Richard Easterling in the in the in the US combat sky and suddenly the level of production has just gone through the roof I mean the guy is the guy's a fucking genius <laughs> when it comes to producing things I mean he's produced for a muse and he's produced for Amer- American head charge so the, and the, and toxic not toxic and um, uh, Teuton, some band, I can't remember the name, but they're, uh, he's got a history, and, and, and this this guy really knows what he's doing. And, of course, he's Combat's guy, who's, like, uh, recorded all Dave, uh, all the Ellison band stuff. So, you know, you know the guy's good. Well, it's going through the proper channels to to make sure that they're going to they're oh. gonna get, I mean, they're going to represent it. They want to get the best product they can out of it, if we're going to speak strictly yeah. as a business model. Of course, of course, they, they 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 want they want the best from this, you know. They want this to they want this to be a, a a decent album, and I think it's the best thing we've ever done. And I'm not just saying it because it's our last uh, the, the last release we've we've had, because I like other releases, but I really put everything uh, I possibly can. I don't think I can I can give out any more because you know, as you get older, you you, you tend to slow down. I tend to speed up. <laughs> well, speaking of combat records, you had mentioned earlier that you were having some problems with some members of the original lineup. And in fact, you're still continuing to have problems with them today. So yes. let's just spill the beans, man. What's, what's going on? Tell us, tell us what's up. Okay. Um, what happened was that combat wanted to release, re-release force recon. The only album that was released on combat, and uh, the manager, the, the the CEO of combat, got in touch with me and said, uh, "Would the other guys in Virus be interested in re-releasing that?" I said, "Well, you better ask them, because it's not going to be released without their consent, okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He will get in touch with them. Uh, I was told that he was he he got in touch with them and he got their consent. To for for them for uh, Force Recon to be re-released on the Combat record label. Uh, what I noticed on Facebook was that uh, the old members of Virus were reforming the band in the states, and there was something. It was they put a Facebook page up. They are the biggest bunch of untalented motherfuckers <laughs> you could ever meet in, in, in your entire life. I I systematically uh, was I got I, my my back is broken with 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 uh, with you know like holding 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 them on my fucking back carrying their so weight long. for carrying their weight. They, what they've done is they they they've ridden on the shirt tails of of the success that I've had with Virus. They're trying to make it something that it's not. They will never, ever come out with an album as good as the album that is out that is coming out in a month's time. They will never be able to do it. They can't. They could not play the old stuff of Virus that I wrote 
they will only be able to play the album that they wrote because the album Lunacy is too technical for them. Then they, 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 they haven't picked up a guitar in, in, in over 30 years. Uh, I, I've been constantly playing, but they're, they're riding on the shirt tails of my success and they're profiting on it now. And I have to mention this, that they actually they actually put on their Facebook page that they were signed to combat. Now, Tom Hazard at combat was absolutely furious about this because they are not the virus that is signed to combat. You know, that, we are the that's the, I, I meant to ask you about that because I was on their page and yeah. I was like, hold on a second. This is this is not the fucking lineup that I know of. This is no. an old lineup. So I just assumed that they had old shit posted that never came down. But the reality is they're still trying to operate as virus at the same time that you're operating as virus. Am yeah, I- they are. It, it's 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 a sham and it's a mockery of uh, all the all the work and the effort that I put into it through the years, and um, all all the the hard work that I have put in. It's they they basically just thrown shit into my face. And, you know, and uh, I'll never forgive them for it. And there's no love lost. About it. So the their incarnation of virus has yeah. no deal with combat, correct? It's got no deal whatsoever with combat. They have nothing to do with combat at all. They, they're, they're managed by some guy, Felix Warburton, I think his fucking name is. Uh, he he manages them or something, and then they 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 were talking about doing a tour. They'll never fucking do a tour because they'll only be what play that first album. And so, is, so the <laughs> the love is there. I can feel it. The uh, oh, the the love is just oozing from my fucking body. Right. So are are they currently as we stand right now, twenty twenty. Are, are they out there performing and recording as Virus, or is this, have they renamed it? Or? Nope, nope. There is nothing recorded. There, there is, um, th- there's no live gigs. There is nothing on their page. Absolutely nothing. There's no promotion. No, no, no live thing. I just see T-shirts, and 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 I see a lot of fucking bump on, yeah. on 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 their page, and a lot of fucking big fat mouths opening up and. No words coming out of it. That's crazy. That's all I see. Yeah. You know, fuck them. I mean, if they if, if, if they want to do this, then we'll get combat involved in it and we'll see, we'll see where this goes. Yeah, well, I mean, you you had attempted back in the day, you know, you were reforming. that. that I asked them. Yeah, that relationship, it never happened. It, and so you yeah. carried on and you've been carrying yeah. on. So I would yeah. assume that by default, you know, the, it, it's been out there to the world that you've been out there as virus performing, recording, doing media, doing interviews, doing all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So I I fail to see where they could come back in and all of a sudden say, yeah, nah, never mind. We're, we're going to do this without him. And now we have our own project. It just, it doesn't make sense. Well, they've, they've, they've actually labeled it as the original virus. Okay. And, and, and I want to be perfectly, perfectly clear about this. They never did one concert as a, a virus without me because they never they never gigged before I joined the band. Right. When I joined the band, they started gigging because they needed the guitarist to gig. Yeah. And it was only like it was only not even a year after they they they, they did the demo that I joined the band. So it wasn't like some huge huge great gap before I joined the virus. You know? Yeah. It's uh, it's 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 annoying. It's annoying to me, but at the same time, you know, it's uh, it's frustrating because of I, I bumped I, I you know I bumped the band up. Right. I've, I've I've done all the PR for the band for the last ten twelve years, and they've just come along and hey ho, instant yeah. instant success because. Uh, the, the the band the, the band's name is synonymous with the thrash uh, genre. Yeah, especially in your area. Especially in my area, yeah. Especially in in the UK. Yeah, and so are they? Are they kind of running out of the UK, or are they kind of doing the no, stateside? They, they're doing the stateside. Okay. So I, I guess see pictures. 
I see pictures on the website where the original members have been over at the States, but all they've done is just fucking drink beer and probably eat shit. <laughs> so how does the how does the average fan how how do how do they keep you guys apart? What's the if somebody's looking online or checking out shows or looking at media, what's the best way to know, you know, who's who? Well, basically, if you just go on to uh, YouTube, we've got hundreds of videos on YouTube of us playing all over Europe and all over the UK. Um, there's even one video of us playing in uh, Scandinavia, you know. Uh, but YouTube's probably the best bit where everybody looks for for everybody's music. Yeah, I don't think we have a Vivo channel, but like, I, I don't, I don't dig into all this fucking. Uh, corporate bollock shit sure. where you've got to pay for fucking Vivo to have your fucking videos on there. No. If you want to see a video of virus, go onto YouTube. Awesome. Well, there we go. That's uh, a, a word of caution to everybody out there. There's some a fucking imposters out there. <laughs> opening up a whole can of root box. <laughs> That's right. That's a big, big, big can that you just opened. So I guess we'll just have to wait and see how all of that craziness plays out in the meantime all you can really do is just you know keep moving forward and keep doing what you're doing so now that you're uh now that you're an old fuck um are you uh, are you approaching the the business side of the of stuff a little bit differently than you did say when you were a kid are you taking a little bit more seriously and thinking about elements that you hadn't thought of in the past well you've got to because the music industry's changed um, dramat- dramatically in, in, in the last 30 years. You know, you've got to look at it from a business point of view because if, if, if you don't, I mean, I hate, I mean, I hate the word. Um, it's a money thing. I hate people saying anything to do with the money, you know, uh, or when promoters speak to me, uh, we've got to talk about cash and things like that. Said, well, you know, like, I don't like talking about the money. But I just want to get our fucking product out. Uh, I want, I, I'm more concerned about playing bigger festivals. I really want to do an American tour, but if fucking the virus stops us, it stops us, you know, but I, I really want to get over the pond and play there, man, because that's where it's at. And I mean, you know, the competition over there is like, it's a hundred times harder across there than it is here because we're one of the pioneers of the UK thrash scene, but in America, we like fucking minuscule. Yeah, it's uh, compared it's to- the the metal scene here is still very healthy, and especially especially yeah. on the coasts. I mean, you know, over on the East Coast, with you know the Carolinas are very mm. big in the thrash scene, and of course you've got you know Florida with Tampa and death metal, and you got New York with uh, punk and hardcore and death metal and thrash, and you know over here on my side in Seattle, we've got a whole ton of different kinds of genres going on. So. Well, you you've got a resurgence of the thrash thing down in the, the Bay Area in San Francisco. For sure, well. yeah. Because because you've got that the Bay Area Strikes Back tour with Testament, yep. Death Angel, and Exodus. You know, and I went to one of their shows, and my God, it took me back. And it was because we toured with Death Angel, and you know, you know, it just brought it all back. You know, and I thought, fuck, these guys are they they deserve to be where they are because. The, the the their music is phenomenal. I'm not, I'm not. I don't like the new style that some bands try to try to uh, emulate. You know, they try to follow a bandwagon like a lot of the older bands, and they're trying to be something that they're not. That I I don't I don't get it. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the the, uh, the new Sacred Reich album. I'm not a huge <laughs> fan of the of the new Exorder album. I'm not a huge fan of the the new Zentrix album. You know, I. They're trying to be something they're not, and they, they, it's uh, it, 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 to me, it doesn't work. It doesn't mo- It doesn't like uh, float my boat. It doesn't move my bowels. Yeah, it doesn't move your bowels. You know, no, it doesn't. It doesn't make me want to shit myself every time <laughs> I hear it. Awesome. Well, uh, now that we've established that, <laughs> so what? What do we expect out of Virus here in 2020? What's the plan? What do we look forward to from you? Well, uh, theoretically, uh, touring, uh, hopefully a lot more publicity than we've had because uh, we've been in the shadows of some other bands and it's it's not fair. 
because we've 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 got a really really good album, you know, and you know it's going to turn a lot of people's heads. People are going to think, "Wow, this isn't the same band that did Force Recon or Lunacy." They're wow, man, this yes, it is because I fucking wrote them, you know, and like it's 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 really going to turn heads in the media. But I think more so, I want the fans to think this guy, these guys. I've got something, you know, and like, and, and bring it to a new generation. And and, and they're all just like, uh, they listen to like Bonded by Blood and Havoc and, you know, and all these new bands and Toxic Holocaust and, 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 and all these, these new thrash bands, Evil, Gamma Bomb, you know, uh, Metal Messiah, the, the, the list is endless. And, you know, uh, you, you've got bands in America that that are coming out. There's uh, there's a new band from Belgium, who are really quite good, called um, uh, Schizophrenia. Who they're they're I like them because they're old school. They're very very old school, but they're very young guys, and they've done they've gone along the same sort of uh, angle as we have, which uh, which I kind of like. I like to see young bands that are playing the old stuff and try not to be too technical. Try not to be. Um, too, uh, I don't know, too new school, and and, and you know, like for an old fuck like me, <laughs> new school, new school is just people uh, got exceptional exceptional abilities and playing too hard, trying to be like Megadeth, trying to be like oh the 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 big thrash bands, the technical thrash bands, Coroner, you know, Toxic, Watchtower. You know all all these old bands who were doing it back then. You know um, guys I would never dream of emulating, basically because I don't think it was groovy enough. It wasn't, you know, Coroner wasn't something that you could get into a groove. You know, a Toxic possibly, but but Watchtower, no, Mekon Delta. I could never get into these bands because they were far too technical. Sod, one of one of my favourite bands. Sod, I mean that. Fucking excellent groove thrash, you know. It's like you know, listen, listen to these guys. Like this, I, I love the crossover thing. I love the DRI thing. I played with the I played with DRI a few oh, times. Love it. Fucking excellent guys. Really, really nice guys. And you know, and these guys will play like twenty or thirty songs a fucking show, you know, and <laughs> and it never gets fucking yeah. old. Well, <laughs> really, their songs are short really too. Dumb. They're like two and three minute songs. Well, yeah. True, true, but these guys are like they're like the they're like the Ramones of thrash, you know. They just bang one one song after another straight into it, straight into it. One, two, three, go. Yeah, yeah. Dri, uh, I'm very nostalgic for that era, and they were definitely one of my favorites when the when the crossover stuff hit, kind of in the mm. you know uh, late '80s, early '90s, and and you know between like you know them and and suicidal and SOD and MOD and all that kind of stuff. It just uh. That was a fantastic yeah, time yeah. for sure. So that, that was yeah. a great time. So you're gearing up for the release barely a month away. Yeah. You got a launch party coming up. Yeah. Uh, I, I noticed, yep. by the way, oh, the venue oh. is listed at Church Dundee. Now, is that really a fucking church? It used to be a church. Yeah. Yeah. What is it now? Uh, it, it's it's a gig venue that um, looks like a okay. church. Awesome. So you guys are all going to be praying before the show, right? Yeah, we'd be down on our hands and knees, but that'll be for <laughs> a, a different, different reason. reason. Nice. <laughs> well, anything else that you want to plug today before we let you get back to your life? Well, um, just when the album comes out, just listen to it and listen to the old virus. Listen to what what the virus has become now, the animal that it's become now. I just want basically people to to love the album and buy it, and not because of the monetary thing. It's because I want to show people that you know that we really can play and i can really write some good thrash as good as anything that's out there now i i think uh you know in, in my opinion it's as good as anything out there now but that's up yeah. to the public really you know well from what i've heard of it uh i'm excited for it i think it's awesome i think people are gonna love it oh, and uh i also want to give a quick uh shout out to uh my friend and uh your friend, Mr. Chris Heap from Heaps of Metal, for uh, for promoting you guys quite a bit. Yeah, your manager, and uh, he's been doing a fantastic job promoting 
He's also just a really down to earth, cool dude. And uh, I know that he's behind you a hundred percent. So, uh, so thanks, Chris, big shout out to you, brother. And, uh, if people want to connect with you online, social Mm. media or the band, what's the best way to do that? Well, the best way, um, I would like I would like to see the numbers up on the uh, on the Facebook, which is www.facebook.com forward slash virus thrash. Uh, I would like people to like put, get more likes on there because we we I think we deserve absolutely it because uh, and you can get in touch with us via the website, which is www.virusthrash.com, or you can leave uh, a message on the on the on the combat. Um, Facebook page, or you can contact Combat by www.combatrex.com. Uh, awesome. So check them out, hop on the Facebook page, like their pages, share it, send them a message, give them some love, and uh, we'll be looking forward to checking out Evolution Apocalypse in April. Mr. Coke Fenley, thank you so much for hanging out with me today on Misery Point Radio. I appreciate your time, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for Virus. Thank you again, brother. It's been an honor. You're very welcome, Mike. Thanks very much indeed for having me. Awesome. Big thanks to Coke Finlay for hanging out. Big thanks to Chris Heap for hooking it up. And a big thanks to all of you for listening and being a part of it. I also want to give a quick shout-out to a couple of dudes at Lesson Reviews on the iTunes Apple Podcast site, DNG15 and Dad Pants. Thanks for taking the time. I appreciate the compliments. Y'all are awesome. And Dad Pants, yes, I know sometimes I make you wait for episodes, and I apologize for that, but stay tuned. I've got some really cool stuff happening this year that I think you'll like. And to the rest of you, please feel free to leave a review on whatever platform you listen to subscribe on. I definitely appreciate that. It helps me out tremendously. And don't forget to like the page on Facebook and share it around. You can also follow the show on Instagram and Twitter. And now I've got an epic treat for you, an early taste of the new virus. It drops on April 18th. Here it is, the title track from Evolution Apocalypse. This one's called Evolution. Thank you.
Resurrection! Dead!